folks, and welcome to Songs of Our Own, a marital tour through the music that shaped us. I'm your co-host, Lee Strickland. And I'm Alioni. Well, hey, Al. Hey, Lee. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. I get to be here with you, so it's a great day. Oh, shucks. Thanks. Well, Al, this is uh, this is big for us. We're on episode number three. I know. Lucky number three. I wonder what's going to happen. I know, right? Um... Do you know what album we're doing for this one? I do. I studied, Lee. I'm ready. It is Yonder Mountain String Band's Town by Town. Yes. So, Yonder Mountain String Band, uh, they formed in about 1998. Okay. Um, in Bol- or Actually, they f- were formed in Nederland, Colorado. Yes, Colorado. Yeah, points to our listeners if they can find Nederland on a map of Colorado. It's one of those super small mountain towns. I want you to know that all of our friends are now going to be sending us pictures of them pointing to Nederland on the map. <laughs> and I will be sending them back a sticky note saying bonus points. <laughs> so they were founded in 1998. They were um, formed as the previous band, the Blue Grass Holes. <laughs> Classy. I love it. <laughs> yeah. They were a band founded in Chicago by David Johnson and... I believe Ben Kaufman. Okay. And so they decided to move to Boulder and start anew. Um, so the Blue Grass Holes were together in Boulder for a little bit, fell apart. They then recruited Adam Angela and Jeff Austin okay. to join, and they decided to adopt the name Yonder Mountain String Band. Did they give any specific reason behind that name? It just seems really unique. Um, I mean, everything I've heard for that name as opposed to the blue grass holes yes is that yonder mountain string band was more or they felt it could be better commercialized i think or just yeah it would get more airplay than something that was such an innuendo more family friendly version exactly so this is town by town is their third studio album released in 2001 it's produced by tim o'brien like the author tim o'brien no, good question. Uh, different spelling of his last name. Um, he's also a musician. Okay. He's also big kind of in that Colorado folk bluegrass scene. He's, you know, he's known outside of that as well, but that's kind of where he got big. So, yeah, that's kind of all the history I have on the band and on the album for this one. I will throw in that these these guys are known and this album is known as uh, progressive bluegrass. As opposed to conservative bluegrass? <laughs> yes, as opposed to conservative bluegrass. Um, <laughs> no, I think what they mean by progressive bluegrass is almost this resurgence of bluegrass that started to happen kind of in the early 2000s, late 90s, mm-hmm. um, where bluegrass got a little more jammy and stopped following those kind of traditional, like, I mean, most bluegrass you think of, right, is like Bill Monroe. Yeah. So two minutes played really fast, kind of sung in that like high Appalachian um, singing style. Mm -hmm. So these got a little different. The songs slowed down a lot more. Um, Other instruments are utilized outside of just the like banjo, mandolin, stand up bass and guitar. Yeah. Lee, when you said that we were going to be listening to Yonder Mountain String Band and that they were a bluegrass band... I was, I'm definitely admitting my bias here. I just expected something much more folksy and Appalachian. And 
this wasn't what I expected. And there's nothing wrong with folksy Appalachian. It's just not necessarily the music I listen to all the time. Um, And this was a nice middle ground for me where I was like, okay, I hear you banjo. And it's not all banjo. Right. Yeah. I know initially when I talk to people about how much I like bluegrass, I kind of get that side eye or that eyebrow raise where they're like, really? Yeah. And I have to explain to them how much bluegrass has changed. There's still those traditional players out there, but it's not the bluegrass of, you know, the Appalachian era or that their, you know, grandpappy listened to. Yeah. And it... It's also not on its way to country, which I know is a big deal for you as somebody who does not enjoy country music at all. There's only one song on there that I'm like, oh, this is definitely about like your truck breaking down, your dog running away, and your girlfriend leaving you. Yeah, and even those songs, when done in a bluegrass way, don't bug me. Yeah, I I can see why. This was a really nice music choice that you had. So, Lee, why is this album significant to you? So I started, again, learning about Yonder Mountain String Band, I mean, probably in high school. I think it was shortly, well, no, it was after Town by Town came out, uh, because that came out in 2001, and I didn't graduate until 2007. Ooh, showing your age there. So I know what my gray hair is coming through. (laughs) So I found out about these guys probably sophomore or junior year in high school, And I had just kind of come into my own as far as listening to more jammier groups. Like, I just kind of discovered The Grateful Dead. And, yeah, I don't know why, but these guys really jumped out to me and just stuck in my mind. And I was just, I mean, hungry for anything you could find from them album-wise, which at the time was about four albums, two of which were live. And then as uh, I moved through college and they just kept releasing, 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 releasing. And I just, yeah, kept, you know, gobbling it up as much as I could. Found like archive.org and you can find a bunch of their live shows that folks have taped and stuck up there. Um, YouTube became known to me. Like, you know, I'm always late to the game. YouTube arrived on the scene in your life. (laughs) So YouTube became known to me, and uh, you can find a lot of cool live performances there and them doing a lot of different covers. Um, I've also seen Yonder Mountain String Band with their, like, we'll say their classic lineup, um, which is Dave Johnson, Jeff Austin, Ben Kaufman, and Adam Angela. Um, I've seen them, I mean, over a dozen times. All in all in Colorado, all over the state. And yeah, they never disappointed. Is this the band that you've probably seen the most live in concert? It's probably a tie, honestly. Um, I've never quite exactly figured the numbers, but it's either between them or 70s rock band Sticks. <laughs> okay. And at some point we'll cover a Sticks album, I'm sure. Um, they're one of my dad's favorite bands. So I got to see them a lot growing up. I mean, going back to like middle school. Oh, that's so sweet to think about little Lee going to a concert with his dad. Oh yeah, it was fun. And you'd go to like buy your concert shirt and they were always sold out or they just didn't make sizes that were small enough for me. So I'd have to get like a 2XL shirt, which hung down to like my knees I mean, it means you can still have them in your closet today as an adult, so maybe it was winning in the long run. And don't think that I don't still have those shirts. (laughs) Oh, you do. I see them all the time. 
So yeah, these these guys meant a lot to me growing up, and I still have a love for bluegrass music. Um, Jeff Austin left the band in 2014, I think, to pursue other projects, mainly his solo project. And uh, Yonder Mountain continued with three of the four founders. They brought on another mandolin player, and then they brought on a fiddle player. Okay. Um, I haven't seen or really heard anything from that lineup. Um, I kind of stopped when Jeff Austin left the band. And, yeah, we lost Jeff in 2019. Yeah. I never did get all the details about what had happened. He was just supposed to do a show, and something happened, and he was flight um, flight for... Lifed. Flight for life back to Washington. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the next day he he had passed. Oh my gosh, that's such a loss. Yeah, I know listening, you know, I always thought his voice and his playing was a lot of their soul. And so when he left, I kind of wasn't interested in hearing the new lineup. Probably just from personal biases about like, oh yeah, he left. Like, why would I continue listening to them? And I'm sure if I did listen to them, I would still have that same passion for them but yeah for whatever reason it just hasn't happened yet yeah it's kind of like gosh was it in sync that justin timberlake left and then all of a sudden nobody listened to in sync anymore even though it was four out of the five people right not that this is in sync i know that that is probably very offensive to compare them to to you <laughs> i mean yeah at this point like I said, I think in our first episode, maybe it was the Beck episode, where everybody's entitled to their own musical tastes. And if InSync is your thing and you're also listening to bluegrass, like, power to you. Yeah, that is a very eclectic genre that you like to listen to. Yeah, that's a mix CD I would be interested in hearing. <laughs> so, Al, what, yeah. are some, what are some songs on this album that stuck out to you? Mm-hmm. Lee, there were a couple that I just really, really loved. And I think the first one that stands out to me was Must Have Had Your Reasons. And there, like, as I was listening to the song, there were moments where I was wondering about the singer and like, okay, are you actually over this relationship? Because they're talking about how, like, I didn't waste any of my life. Just those many hours that I spent searching through the town for you. No big deal. But I think in the end, I came to understand that, like, it's not so much about that relationship, but it's about this person wondering, like, can love ever feel that way again? Like, can I find this person that I really care deeply about? And I think that was something that resonated with me of just like, gosh, I've invested so much. And I think we all like to think that our relationship is special and it's the one and then it ends. You're like, oh, God, is this the end? Um And so I just, I felt for them in that moment. And then it was really fun to have, um, to see you coming around the bend on that album too, because there's the line in there of, I just can't think of anything that makes me smile like you can. And like, it made me think about you and how every time I see you, I'm just so completely happy. But then I don't think it just has to be about your partner. I think it's also about just your people and how when you get to see them um like if you're picking them up at an airport it's just so good to have your people there and so it brought me some joy and then I think the other one that really got to me was um 
the I think it's called a father's arms um, that was about this guy going to war and kind of following in the steps of his father. Um, and it yeah, I don't know that there was any surprise meaning in that song. Um, it was just a story of his experience at war and eventually his passing away. And yeah, I just really appreciate the people who sacrifice their lives in the military. And even if you come back, you're such a different person than when you left that you've sacrificed something anyway. And so I think it just really captured that storyline really well. Yeah, Al, those two songs would be on or are on my list as well. Um, I like that you picked... Uh, two Ben Kaufman sung songs and then one Adam song. Oh, okay. So it's it's funny as you know as we were going through this growing up, it was kind of like the Beatles. Like you could pick out like oh okay, you know Ben's gonna sing these kind of songs. Adam sings these kind of songs. So Adam sings those songs that are like just real tear jerkers. Mm-hmm. Um, he sang that a father's arms song. Yeah. So if there's a song that's going to make you cry or be about love or something, it's probably going to be an Adam song. Yeah. Uh, Ben's pretty well-rounded. He can sing a lot of those breakup songs, heartfelt I love you songs, folksy songs, jammy songs. He's pretty well-rounded for the group. Uh, Dave Johnson, the banjo player, he's going to sing more of your um, traditional folk bluegrass style stuff. So it's going to be shorter. He's got that really deep vocal range um, which is probably why i like him so much and then jeff austin is going to probably do your fast paced songs and he's the mandolin player so he gets to play a lot and play really fast yeah and i actually really appreciated that about this album because the whole time i was listening to it i was thinking this is music that i could definitely put on when i'm at the office and i really need to focus and get some stuff done because for me, the speed of music helps me focus. I'm like, no, I'm in it. Like, I'm going as fast as this mandolin player right now. Um, and so that was really nice to be like, oh, this is an album that I would really want to listen to again in its entirety. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. So there's a funny story about how Jeff Austin came to Yonder Mountain String Band. Okay, do tell. Supposedly, the band had lost their mandolin player and was looking to replace them. Uh, They had a gig that night. They didn't have a mandolin player. And everybody knew Jeff Austin. And they were kind of just like, all right, you're going to be our mandolin player tonight. And supposedly he said, like, I've never played a mandolin. I don't know what I'm doing. And one of them said, it's okay. Just strum as fast as you can. Oh, my gosh. I would be so freaked out if that was me. Good on him. I know, right? And he did amazing and... He's up there, I think, as one of the better mandolin players. Yeah, it's really impressive to me. People who have that musical ability and can just pick up an instrument and they learn it really quickly and they learn it really well. Uh, That is just not something I am gifted with. So I always really admire it in others. Yeah, me too. Lee, what were some of your favorite songs besides the ones I mentioned? So some other songs that stuck out to me, um, I'm kind of with you. I can just listen to this whole album again and again and again. Uh, But some of my favorite songs, the album opener, uh, Rambler's Anthem. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's an awesome one to open with. It's more in that traditional style of of bluegrass uh, where everybody's playing really fast. You've got kind of that uh, family like harmony in the background where everybody's kind of singing along. 
uh, like that one. I love Idaho. Oh, yeah. It really made me want to go to Idaho after listening to that. I was like, oh, these people love that state. Yeah, and it's funny for a band. They're not all from Colorado, but they formed in Colorado. They've got a lot of, like, Colorado pride and a big Colorado following to throw in this song about Idaho. Mm-hmm. And I think if you've never been to Idaho, you might be like, yeah, whatever. It's a song about Idaho. Um but, I mean, I see where they're coming from. Idaho is such a gorgeous state, and uh, no one should ever move there. I was going to say, Lee, I feel like we just outed Idaho as another great state to live in, and it's going to have the Colorado problem soon, where everybody lives there and all of the natives need to leave because they can't afford it anymore. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your, in your little, you mean? Yeah, yeah. We all, we all artists over here, man. I'm trying, oh, yeah, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying, oh, yeah. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. 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 You feel me? We gonna have this like, bro. Me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know. We play, we play with this <laughs> shit right now. I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I gotta lie. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit serious. Right. Yeah, I feel like Idaho's doing a really good job of underselling themselves lately. Yeah. Good job, Idaho. So, uh, must have had your reasons, like you said, New Horizons, which is kind of in the middle of the album. Mm -hmm. That's one of those Jeff Austin songs. It's played really fast. Um, It's about a flood. And that song of theirs has been covered by a couple different artists, Uh, most notably Keller Williams, who's another Colorado musician, um, covered it on his album Grass. Uh-huh. Which he did with the Keels, another kind of bluegrass um, husband and wife duo. Uh, I love New Horizons for, like, the middle solo section. Mm-hmm. I love Jeff, Jeff Austin's vocals, but that middle solo section where it's the uh, mandolin and then the stand-up bass. Oh, that was so good. Just playing back and forth. That's one that at some live shows, you don't kind of get the full picture of that song because the bass gets lost i think Mm -hmm. and i think that's just how bass players are like miked live is the bass is such a kind of heavy instrument that you can easily overpower everyone else so i think they get turned down a little bit Mm -hmm. so some of the shows i saw sound guy would turn the bass up and you could hear this beautiful kind of interplay between the two Um, And some of them, the sound person, I don't know, would go get a beer or something. And so it would just be really quiet. So usually somebody else then would notice, somebody else in the band would notice and start strumming in. Mm -hmm. Um, But you really get a good appreciation for that, that double uh, soloing in that song. And I love it. Yeah, it's really interesting when you have two different musicians that kind of go back and forth almost in like a competitive duel way with their instruments. I just really love watching how animated the musicians get when they do that. It's, I don't know, it's just really fascinating. Oh, yeah, definitely. And especially two instruments as different as a mandolin and like a bass because they're different sound ranges. I mean, way different number of um, strings. Yeah, it's really cool to watch both of them. I also liked Checkout Time. Mm-hmm. That's a David Johnson song. 
Um, it was a little bit country. Uh, I felt that it was in kind of Dave Johnson's way. I felt that it was very reminiscent of like an old outlaw ballad because mm-hmm. he's talking about checkout time. It sounds like something didn't go right with a heist and he's just ready to get out of there. And he maybe was like the last one to make it out alive or he saw a bunch of people go to jail and he wasn't where he was supposed to be. Like, I, I don't know. There's a lot. I think you can pull from that song. Was that the one that was talking about how well, the, I'm at a hotel and I have a hotel key. Yes. Yeah. I did not realize that that's what that song was about. But I think he, for me, really captured well the feeling of checking into a hotel and like, I'm so tired and I just don't even care. Like, let me go to bed. And then there's always something crazy that's happening at a hotel. Oh, yeah. Especially when you try to check in at like two or three in the morning. Mm-hmm. There's always something going on. Um, and then the last song that really jumps out to me is Peace of Mind. So second to last song on the album. I love this song. It sounds a lot like New Horizons and Rambler's Anthem, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, when you hear it live, it sounds really different. Uh, but in this, yeah, in this album, they sound a lot alike. And I love this song. The lyrics are really good. It's very restrained from when you see it live. Like this was a song that live they would do uh, a lot at the end Mm -hmm. and i can see why because hearing jeff austin sing it i mean you just you can't have any vocal cords left Mm -hmm. after he would sing it the way he did Um, so i get why they put it at the end this song does it leads into their quote unquote hidden track of uh boatman's dance and so i get it a hidden track is fun I don't know why they did it on a CD Mm -hmm. because there's three minutes of silence and then it goes into Boatman's Dance. But again, I'm like, why? Like, why put this three minutes of silence on the end of this track? I don't know. It's a love hate thing with that song. Yeah, it's like they're trying to see who actually loves them enough to wait. And I'm like, y'all, there is a fast forward button now. Like, I do not have time for your three minute shenanigans. Yeah, exactly. I just, you know, you can clearly see, like, I get it. You're looking at the back of the CD and you're like, oh, there's 11 songs. Then you put it in and you're like, wait, what, 12? (laughs) I'm so excited. So, yeah, but I don't know why they put that extra three minutes. I remember listening to it the first time and I was just like, oh, is it, did I get a bad copy? Like, why, what is all this silence? Mm -hmm. And then I fast forwarded and I was like, okay, there's another song. And yeah, I had to ask somebody and they were like, oh, no, that's supposed to be, you know, a hidden track. And I was like, it's hidden, but I can fast forward to it. So I, I don't know. I never understood that. Yeah, I don't like surprises anyway. So I, it's clearly not going to do anything for me to have that secret three minutes of silence there. So those were the songs that stood out to me. And yeah. Al, do you have any final thoughts on the songs or the album as a whole? No, I would just really encourage folks to check it out. Even if you wouldn't consider yourself a fan of bluegrass, I feel like it has a different enough feel that it really would appeal to a larger base of people. And yeah, it's one of those albums that you can listen 
the whole way through to and I just really like how they mixed up the songs because sometimes they would end in a really jammy way and the next song started in a really jammy way so it just felt very seamless and transitioning between things which was nice yeah I agree um I, I would say my final thoughts on this album are pretty similar if you're not a fan of bluegrass maybe still check it out there's still some good songs on there i think will appeal to you if you are a fan of bluegrass or jammy instrumental stuff um, i think you'll really like it uh, but like you said i think there's not like a wasted song on this album or a wasted word even um, you can listen to it while you're working, while you're driving, while you're doing, you know, yard work as that time of the season is upon us. And yeah, hopefully this inspires you to check out some of their other albums. I think at a later date, we will cover their debut album, Elevation, because mm-hmm. that's another really good one. Um, as they move kind of later into their career, they move a little bit away from kind of that traditional bluegrass foursome. Mm-hmm. And they'll bring in... Um, drummers and pianists and um yeah and then now they have a permanent uh fiddle player who Mm -hmm. plays with them and yeah i would say if you get the chance to see them live do it it is just a fantastic high energy show and i mean these folks just look like they have the most fun when they're on stage yay that's what you want if you're going to be on stage for that long is to really enjoy what you're doing Oh, yeah, and there's, you know, good crowd banter between them, and yeah, they just they just have a ball, and they're super fun. Um, if you're a person who goes to concerts and likes to dance, there's always a ton of dancing that happens at, I, I think, any bluegrass show, but specifically these guys bring, all, all the dancers come out, their milkshake brings the boys to the yard. <laughs> well, Lee, thanks for picking this album. And I am really excited for the next one that we're going to do. Oh, yeah. Um, You're picking the next one, right? I am. And Lee, I love your musical taste. And it's just been a bunch of dudes. And I'm really excited to bring a female voice to what we're going to listen to next. So next month, it's going to be the wonderfully talented Sarah Bareilles. And we are going to be listening to Kaleidoscope Heart. Ooh, I, this is going to be fascinating. I've heard Sarah Bareilles from what you've put on Mm -hmm. kind of while I've been around. I've never sat down and like listened to her before. So I'm super excited to hear this album with you. Yeah, it will be the start of a true love relationship. She is just so fabulous and talented and there's such great stories behind all of her songs. I'm really excited. Yeah, and I'm super excited to have a strong female voice on the podcast after, what will that be, episode five, four? four? Episode four. Yeah. Yeah, so I am super excited to be four episodes in and feature a strong, badass lady. <laughs> awesome. Well, y'all, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been Songs of Our Own, and until we get to be with you next time, enjoy your own songs. Enjoy your own songs.